0: There is an, uh, there's an interesting uh, statement of the Abu Draham uh, who suggests that it, it, while it can't fall out this way, uh, if Asar B'tevet were to fall out on Shabbos, we would actually fast Asar B'tevet on Shabbos. Where does he get this from? So the psukim in Yechazkel, where it talks about uh, the events of Asar B'tevet, so it mentions the term be'etzem Hayom Hazeh, uh, which means on that. Day, right? Specifically on that day, which is a term that we find elsewhere. We also find it by Yom Kippur. By Yom Kippur, also it says, for any soul which doesn't afflict itself, uh, You know, again, on that very day, they're referring to Yom Kippur. So then, God forbid that person will be uh, cut off. But we have this borrowed term of. So it says the Abu just like if and when uh, Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, we go ahead and we fast anyway. So too, when it comes to should it fall out on Shabbos, which again, nowadays it can't. The calendar is set up in a way that it can't happen. Should it happen, so we would go ahead and we would fast because it also says... The Be Yosef mentions this in his commentary to the Torah, and he basically says, I have no idea where he got this from, right? It's, uh, maybe he came up with it on his own. Typically, when we have a textual link like that, we don't make those up on our own. There has to be a missewer. There has to be some sort of transmission that someone had this from before. He doesn't quote anyone. He just says that this is, in fact, the case. The Beit Yosef's like, I'm not really sure why this should be. So why should it be? Why should Asar B'tevet have a special status? When it comes to other fasts, again, aside from Yom Kippur, and we would typically push it off if it were to, it were to fall out uh, on Shabbos. Typically we would uh, move it to Sunday. right? We had that this past year with uh, both Shivasar Rabetamos and Tisha B'Av. So why would Asar B'teveh be any different? So uh, Rav Yonis and Sanayi he suggests that uh, perhaps this is sort of the beginning of uh, a really bad tragedy in that there was going to be a destruction of the city of Yushalayim. There was going to be a destruction of the Beit Amikdash. The Jewish people were going to go into exile. This was the beginning of like this three prong. Uh, destruction, and that's why we go ahead and we would fast even on Shabbos because it's uh, so severe. Okay, it's an interesting uh, interesting idea, but again, I could argue that any one of the fasts are particularly severe. The Mishnah tells me that, that five terrible tragedies fell out on Shivasir Batamus, and five terrible tragedies fall out on Tishabav. So here you have the beginning of three, I agree, they're, they're tragic, don't get me wrong, but it seems strange that that should uh, make it any more severe in that uh, we would fast even on Shabbos. The Khatam Sofer suggests that perhaps we could argue that really this fast day is much different than the other ones. The other ones are all sort of looking back. We're mourning something which already took place. He suggests, he develops this idea that the fast of Asar B'tevet is not mourning what took place. Yes, we are commemorating the fact that this was the day that Nebuchadnezzar started the siege on Yerushalayim, which years later would lead to the destruction of the first Beit Amidash. But more than that, we're preparing ourselves now, we're asking Hashem, look, we're going to be in our best behavior, we're going to correct all of the mistakes that we made, so that we will not have to commemorate, we will not have to fast a Tisha B'av this year. So it's not a fast looking backward, it's a fast in preparation for the future. Now I say this to you. It's kind of ironic with like two or three minutes left uh, of the fast. So what? A, great! It's a fast for the future, and I only have three minutes left. Well, what I'll tell you is number one: every single minute counts, right? Okay, so we have until uh, or yeah, half hour, whatever it is, right? So uh, make those minutes count. Uh, those minutes of the fast. On top of that, I couldn't be here this morning, so I couldn't mention to you this morning. But more than that, and I even made fun of myself earlier this past Shabbos, right? I'm the guy still talking about Rosh Hashanah Kippur well after Rosh Hashanah Kippur. I'm the guy who's talking about Hanukkah well after Hanukkah. So I can be the guy who's going to talk about Asar Batevet as its ending and beyond that. So we, again, this is specifically an event which commemorates what led up to the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash, but we here in this room, we're not just mourning that, we're mourning the destruction of the second Beit HaMikdash. We need to make sure that we're correcting the mistakes now so that we don't have to fast in the summer. Who wants to fast in the summer? The summer's supposed to be relaxed, fun, good times. Who wants to be commemorating the loss of Beit HaMikdash of temples if instead we could be celebrating inside the Beit HaMikdash itself? So we need to do the work now with a half hour left throughout the year so that uh We don't have to fast on Antish Shabbat. And what what is the big mistake that we have to correct? Obviously, uh, it seems trite to us already. We don't even want to take it seriously. But we know, we know deep down that really is the problem. And that is, of course, of Sinat Chinam, of baseless hatred, when brothers, when Jewish people cannot get along one with the other. And again, each and every person that needs to figure out on their level, what is it that I can do to make this better? What baby steps can I take in order to correct myself before I can go out and correct uh, the entire Jewish people? Uh, I can't tell you the one thing that you can or cannot do or must or must not do. But we know that that is the mistake. In fact, uh, Rav Shlomo Fisher points out, he suggests, and this is part of a a much larger discussion, how he gets there is a little bit complicated, but he suggests that Asar B'Tevid is the date that Yosef was sold by his brothers into slavery. So just to give you an idea of Sinat Chinam, that is probably like the paradigm of Sinat Chinam, of baseless hatred, that they lo Yakhlu d'abro le They couldn't even talk to him about anything. They hated Yosef so much that they had to sell him into slavery, right? That is the very mistake that we're trying to fix on a Sarbatev. So let's decide for the last half hour, whatever it is, right, we're going to do something. We're going to fix something each and every day so that the idea, the problem of Sinat Chinam goes away to whatever extent. And if we start with ourselves and then we uh, fix a little something here and there, it'll grow. And we know that that will have an inspiration inspiration that will, uh, you know, sort of grow and uh, encourage other people to act in the same way. Let's make sure that we're not looking backward all the time, but we're also preparing for the future, making sure that we correct the mistakes that got us into the situation so that, God willing, we won't be this hungry in the middle of the summer. We'll be celebrating the Beit HaMikdash, not, God forbid, mourning it.